everyone, and welcome to this edition of Keep Watch Pass. And you should be forewarned that for this episode, there may be calculators or abacuses needed. Abacuses? Abacai? A a herd of abacuses? I'm not quite sure how we how we pluralize this, but if someone knows, please let us know. Because we're talking today about movies with a number in the title. And here to join me is my number one of all time, my lovely wife, Carrie. Carrie, how are you doing today? Oh, I'm great. I'm feeling 110%. Uh, okay, 110%. That Okay, you, you, you've gone over. But I still love you 3,000. <laughs> <laughs> so let me lay down some ground rules here for what we're about to do. We are going to pick three movies, a keep, a watch, and a pass. Uh, so that's three movies each. And the movies have to have a number in the title. But we put some we put some ground rules here. And rule number one is that a sequel cannot qualify. So Superman 2, no, can't do that. Also, to make... It even more challenging. It has to be an actual number in the title and not spelled out. Which I'm I'm gonna tell you right now. F- you <laughs> believe me, I am saying the same thing be- because- to myself because I because all of the movies that I had absolutely intended on putting on this list, Three Amigos, like Three Kings. Uh, four rooms. I I couldn't. Yeah. I could not pick any of the above. That that eliminated my Star Wars Rogue One. So thank you. Yeah. Not. Yep. Yeah. There were many, many that I was hopeful had a a number in the title, like Ocean's Eleven, spelled out. Mm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. No. You that you're the one who came up with that rule, so you're the one who has to suffer. I know, right? And suffer, I did. But we still have our three movies picked each: a keep, a watch, and a pass. The keep movie, of course, is one we hold in absolute highest regard. You know, like number one, right? Our watch is anywhere between numbers two and ten. You know, it's like it's good, it's in there, it's in the mix. Our number one million is our pass, one that we would wouldn't even put in the running and we probably wouldn't even give it a participant ribbon but since you're the one who put the hard rule down you're gonna have to start so carrie what is your keep movie with a number in the title without a doubt my number one one of my all-time favorite movies is formula 51 okay so also known as the 51st state but the number is actually a number so a you, number. you you win either way right and what's funny is i actually forgot to write it down so <laughs> i am now in the process of elimination and trying to knock off one of my numbered movies and the thing is we've actually covered that movie on it's not that bad because it is way too much fun it, it is so really good. is. And yes, this is one of those films that we have. I can't remember if we have it on VHS or DVD, but... Both. Uh, probably more than likely, yes. But yay, physical media. And it is. It's a ton of fun. Like, it's it's it came out in that time when movies were very high octane in their editing and their camera work. You, know, you think about movies like uh, Crank for, is the first one that comes to mind or anything that uh, was directed by Tony Scott. Like, so many or domino domino was another good one too right where you had these high octane visuals with some 
crazy antics and and resiphons in that in that film. I mean, Samuel Jackson's good, but resiphons is so crazy fun. And then you watch him in House of the Dragon and go, "Ooh, that took a turn." <laughs> Not only like Mr. Lovegood from Harry Potter. He was Luna's father. He was, yes. Very different role. Very different role. <laughs> Although he was quite out there, so, you know. So maybe the drugs did have the effect. I think they did. Mm. Yes. I so, blame the Nargles. <laughs> Don't let the Nargles get you down. <laughs> um, my keep, because it can't be Rogue One, hmm, is Blade Runner 2049. <laughs> I was nervous when they announced that the sequel was coming out because Blade Runner is one of those films that is, you know, how do you replicate that? And yes, I get the pun, the pun there with the replicants. How do you, you replicate that? And I get that it didn't get the critical reception that the original did, but I think it's a phenomenal film. I, I think it is completely worthy of the Blade Runner name. I think it carries on the legacy and you know, we get grumpy Harrison Ford. So you can't go wrong with that, but I really really liked Blade Runner 2049. There was there was a lot to it that was fascinating. As well as the animated series that that led up to it including the the short tw- Blade Runner 2032. And if you had a chance to watch those it did give a bit of a background into where the you know the world of Blade Runner runs up to, but it, there are so many films that borrowed from the Blade Runner series. I mean, you, you watch the the depiction of Coruscant in Star Wars Episode Two: Attack of the Clones, and it feels like the world of Blade Runner. It's it was so visionary. And Ridley Scott did such a great job of that film. And still today, both films, um, Denny Villeneuve did a a phenomenal job on the sequel, still infinitely watchable, at at least from my point of view. I I know you're not the biggest sci-fi geek, and Blade Runner, you have to kind of go in not tired, because I've met you. You happen to fall asleep during movies? You know, it's not fair to say I'm not a sci-fi geek because believe me when I say I was also really upset that I couldn't pick Fifth Element. Yeah, no, I, I, Luc Besson, I mean, Valerian, uh, Valerian and was it uh, the planet of a thousand planets or something like that or planet or a planet of a thousand worlds? That wouldn't have qualified either because they wrote out thousand. So... But yeah, no, he, he, those, both those movies were so much fun. And because they don't qualify, I can't have them as my watch film. So I am very fortunate that there was a time in movies where you'd have the word and then they'd sneak in a number in there, which is why I can have seven as my watch film, because there's a seven in the actual word. See, I wondered about that. Mm-hmm. I did. Well, you you said it has to have a number in the title, and it actually has the number officially in the title. It wasn't just like some weird glitchy kind of thing. It actually had the number in the title. So I get away with that one. 
But seven is also really, really cool. I mean, it's dark and it's brutal and blunt and very much like the original Blade Runner. Um, and, and even the second one, too, to a point, it feels like a noir film, right? It has that noir tonality to it. So um, maybe there's something wrong with me that, the, you know, so far my keep and my watch are both in the, you know, new noir genre, if you will. But I mean, your thoughts on Seven? You know what? I really enjoyed it. Um, I thought it was a great movie. And yeah, I would definitely watch it again and again. Again and again. What's in the box? <laughs> I'm, I'm still, I don't know whether that scene qualifies as camp or whether it qualifies as just manic. And I'm sure there are two schools of thought on it. Uh, love to know what you guys thought of it. Um, okay, Carrie, your watch movie. What have you got? Well, as much as I want to pick 12 Monkeys just to say, hey, I do like sci-fi too, I'm not going to. Because I'm going to go with something that's a little bit more up the carry, very carry movie alley. Oh, here we go. And that would be the alley in which leads to 21 Jump Street. Oh. Yeah. <laughs> that was a really nice segue though, wasn't it? Oh. It was, yeah. Yeah, because you know what? That is my stupefun kind of movie that I just, you know what? If if it's on, I'm watching it. Something not right and with you, girl. And it's not just for Channing Tatum. Something not right with you, girl. Well, you know. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it's funny for what it is. And I'm not going to lie. This is one of the situations where I'm surprised that neither this nor the sequel 22 Jump Street actually qualifies for it's not that bad i am shocked well exactly i mean you know what it was a hoot and i think the fact that it was so different tonality wise from the series i mean it really was it was like more of a farce type as opposed to yeah but even even those right like taking older television properties and turning them on their heads and having a, a good laugh at them. Well, Dukes no, of Hazard. Well, I was about to say, but normally those properties get lambasted by the critics. Dukes of Hazzard, uh, Starsky and Hutch, mm-hmm. um, Chips. It was a great movie. Right? Yeah, um, Chips. Baywatch, right? Like, they don't normally get critic adulation. But yet, 21 Jump Street and 22 Jump Street um, don't, qualify for it's not that bad and it's kind of breaking my brain a little as to how that is actually out there now interestingly enough there was a story that came out where um some critics are being or some movies are being or studios are being accused of paying critics for positive reviews on rotten tomatoes so i almost have to question our entire podcast at this point (gasps) right that's literally like I don't know, telling me that there's no Santa Claus Easter Bunny. Mm. No, the Easter, the Easter Bunny got you know torn apart by a bunch of dogs. Oh, <laughs> next. <laughs> uh, yeah, yeah, go back and watch that or listen to that episode over on the podcast here. But um, yeah, no, it's uh, it it's interesting and it baffles me. And sometimes. And it can go the other way, too. Like, I, I don't know how some movies are rated so low. I also don't know how some movies are rated so high. And 
Well, I mean, you're absolutely right when you brought up Starsky and Hutch. Mm -hmm. Because it really was the same kind of... Yeah, right right up the same alley, yeah. cop genre, but it just... Maybe it was the actors in it? It's possible. But Starsky and Hutch had Snoop Dogg. I know. As Huggy Bear. I know. That that, that alone is worth at least 40-50%. (laughs) (sighs) Hello, Pantheon Podcast listeners. Christian Swain here to tell you more about my experience with Raycon earbuds. Our family now has three pairs of Raycon earbuds around the house. And my wife just grabbed a pair of the headphone pros to replace some headphones from a company that was double the price. And yes, she loves them. Now, if you haven't pulled the trigger on a pair of Raycons, or even if you have, but you're in the market for another pair because they're just that good, well, now is the time to check them out because they just launched their upgraded model of the best-selling everyday earbuds. With Raycon's upgraded everyday earbuds, now you also get active noise cancellation, ergonomic design, and multi-point connectivity that lets you pair with two devices at once. New quick charge function, three customizable sound styles plus awareness mode, available in a variety of vibrant new colors to complement any and all skin tones. I even have a pair of earbuds in a cool green color. I have tried just about every earbud known to humankind, and these Raycons are fantastic. Seriously, if you've been wanting to check out Raycons, there truly is no better time. You're going to ask yourself why you didn't check them out sooner, and Raycon offers a 30-day happiness guarantee. So, what are you waiting for? Go to buyraycon.com slash pantheon today to get 20% off your Raycon order, plus free shipping. That's right, you'll get 20% off and free shipping at buyraycon.com slash pantheon. Buyraycon.com slash pantheon. I'll never understand critics. But anyways, so now we get to our pass film. So, Carrie, what are you passing on? I am passing on 13 going on 30. Really? I am going to give it a pass. I'm going to give it a pass. And I think that's because mainly because I had it originally as my watch. But then I had to make room for the 51st uh, Formula 51, mm-hmm. 51st state, however you want to call it. Um but you know, the more that I think about, I, I think I, I hold true to this, right? To force age any young teenage girl is really fundamentally wrong. Mm. So you know, when you actually like look at, okay, yeah, it's a funny huh, movie, but then you look at like, no, you stole her childhood, like, sh- yeah, I yeah. don't know, yeah, I but, have a problem with it. But yet you like big. I loved Big. Right? I know. So I, and this one, I mean, I could have seen, you know, you maybe picking a movie like 27 Dresses. But wait a minute. I liked Big, yes, but it came full circle and he was able to go back to his childlike self. Hmm. In 13 Going on 30, she like stayed that way, didn't she? She got I, married. You're asking me about a rom-com? Yeah. Well. Yeah. <laughs> As, as we've proven on a previous episode, I didn't even watch Mrs. Doubtfire. So, <laughs> true. So, Fair yeah, so, bear with me on this one here. I'll have to give it a rewatch, but from the the still shots, I, there was a picture of her at a wedding, and I'm like, wait a minute, that's that's not that's taking it a bit far. That's, yeah, I mean, 
rom-coms are not exactly my strong suit. I mean, there are some that I like, you know, a movie like when Harry met Sally is right up there. I love America's sweethearts. I think that that's a, a ton of fun. Um, so I can't really speak to 13 going on 30, you know, although that being said, Jennifer Garner, you know, is enjoyable as an actress. I, I, I do like her and, and things that she's done. Even Electra. I didn't mind her in Electra. Well, it also had a very young Bruce Banner. Mm-hmm. Right? Mark Ruffalo. Hulk smashed that. Very young. <laughs> I, I actually couldn't believe it. I, when I look back, I'm like, oh, he was in that, right? Yeah. Right? Yeah. yeah. Okay. I think I'm going to shock you with my past. Ooh, bring it on. I think I'm going to shock the world <laughs> Wow. with my past. Because looking at my movies... And we have sci-fi, and we have darker tonality, and you know how much of a sci-fi geek I am. So when I say that my past is 2001, A Space Odyssey, like... I can see it. Peak Stanley Kubrick, but it's boring as <laughs> Like, I'm sorry, I, I get that people hold this film up as like literally someone can hold up the DVD copy and you can hear the also Sprach Zarthusta da, 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 da. but so you're trying to break the internet right now uh, not as much as you did on our Masters of the Universe episode uh, by the way go back and watch our, or listen to our Masters of the Universe episode but yeah no the, the thing with 2001 I find is is just I don't even know. Pretentious. It huh. is. I find it pretentious. I. It lives in symbology the, at the beginning of the film, and it takes you a while to get to where you need to go. And by the time you get there, and it's the same reason why if we ever did a Star Trek movies one, my hard pass would be the very first Star Trek the motion picture. It's about half an hour. It's like an episode worth surrounded by about like two hours of space porn, like spaceship porn. Like it's meh. It's boring. And 2001, I would rather watch 2010, the year we made contact. And maybe it's because when that film came out and it was on the first choice super channel pay-per-view channels that we had access to when I was growing up and it was also very cold war influenced and that was you know around that time you had like you know you were right in the middle of it 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 felt more timely it felt more like a proper story 2001 just didn't connect with me and I don't know does that make me a a bad sci-fi fan you're just being honest. I mean, it's it's not like I sat there and said Star Wars has to go. No. I, I can't speak to this because I do recall it being on, and I do recall a lovely two-hour-plus nap. Right? I, like, I just, I remember trying to watch it, and I closed my eyes, and that was it. But, I mean, like, even Avatar, I have yet to be able to watch the whole thing all the way through because it's like a freaking lullaby and I will go night-night whenever that movie is on because I find it boring. And 
I get you're pissing everybody off now. (laughs) You're gonna you're gonna get attacked. The thing is, despite how visually stunning Avatar is, and I do give Kubrick, you know, a world of credit for the visuals that he was able to create at that time for 2001. But if the story isn't there and if the plot isn't moving, then I'm going to have a nap. Old man sitting in the chair, head back, still holding my cup of tea in my hand, not moving because I fell asleep holding it and hoping that I don't spill it on my lap. <laughs> and if I do spill it on my lap, hopefully it's cooled down by by that point. I'm going to have an old man chair nap if that movie is on. So maybe, maybe put it on so I can have my old man chair nap. Note to self, get a chair with cup holders. Mm, yeah. Mm, yes. Mm. Yes. <laughs> that needs to happen. We we now need to be sponsored by whoever makes those couches that look like movie theater seats. And not a massage chair because you don't want the contents of the cup to be shaken out of the... <laughs> Well, that, that's, that's a good gr- idea. That's great if it's a disaster film. Until you put a beer in it. What are we watching? <laughs> Earthquake. Great. Put the massager on. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. We want to know what movies with numbers, actual numbers, not just spelt out because Carrie hates us all. Actual numbers. What would, what would be your keep, your watch, or your pass? Hit us up on social media at NotThatBadCast or go to our website at NotThatBadCast.com. And while you're there, be sure to check out our other shows. It's Not That Bad and There Can Only Be One. And you can check out the Coming Soon page and find out what movies we are preparing to do episodes on for It's Not That Bad. Until next time, she's Carrie. I'm Jay. You guys are awesome. This is Keep Watch Pass. Take care. It's NFL draft season, and that means it's time to start thinking about fantasy football. FantasyPoints.com features industry-leading experts and prognosticators using proprietary hand-charted data to help you score more fantasy points. FantasyPoints.com is the place to go for whatever kind of fantasy football you play. Whether you play fantasy football, daily fantasy sports, or do a little bit of everything, Fantasy Points has the meticulously researched content to guide you to victory. And why wait for the fall? Fantasy Points also covers the new spring football league, the UFL. Join the guru, John Hansen, Scott Barrett, Joe Dolan, and other massive names in the fantasy football universe with an exclusive offer. Use code Pantheon for 15% off any Fantasy Points package, including the all-in package, with access to every article, tool, and data nugget that Fantasy Points has to offer. That's FantasyPoints.com and code Pantheon for 15% off at Fantasy Points. FantasyPoints.com, code Pantheon. Score more Fantasy Points.